I love that beginning. <laughs> and, and good morning, everyone. It's Saturday, and there I have to say there's a lot going on in Texas, I know, for today. I know we have Hearst doing their horror fest today, this weekend. I know BrazCon down in Freeport's going on, and I think there's a pop-up for an arcade thing that I think Elle's at today. So there's actually a lot going on, and what can I say? It's Saturday, it's a weekend, and we're just happy to be here. And we had some jamming music coming in. Yes, and YouTube, please quit sending me that We have copyright, because every single show, having to do that is just killing I'll send you the license. Hold on. <laughs> well, I mean, it's every show. I mean, it won't matter if I have the license or not, because they're hey, like, okay, Hey, it's now, just I'm doing my due diligence, so then I cannot have the blame. Okay, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I just have to find my side again. So hold, I, please. I like hey, it. Can I get you, you energized? Need some glasses? <laughs> you know, at this point, I have glasses, man. I just don't wear them because, you know, when I was pregnant, my eyesight was better. And now I just, I don't know, I'm just invincible and don't want to wear them. But, you yeah. know, today I probably should get them, actually, because I'm, you know, blurry. It's all blurry. And it's not, you know, the drunken blurry. It's just, you know, the <laughs> headache blurry. You know, that one where you're just like, ah. Yes, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. So it, that's my that's how I'm rolling. Okay. Well, I have my ibuprofen right here next to me for my headaches, and it's like I know how it is quite well. Yep, I get them. I get migraines, and so it's like if I have a podcast that day, I just kind of suffer to the end of the podcast, and then I'm just gonna knock myself out. You just you can't handle it, but you don't have that option because you have two littles. They're adorable, though. Most of my headaches come from neck and shoulder tension. It's like the it, it feels like the tendons there just turn into these steel rods, and they just oh. and, they, and so like uh, they just get really tight. Like if I, I go to the chiropractor from time to time to give me a good crack yeah. on my neck, but um, man, it sometimes that's where most of my headache comes from. Man, I didn't even think of that. See, mine's like right here, you know, and I'm, uh, it's just because of my genius. It's just growing, you know, that's what it is. That's totally what it is. I'm sure it could just be a stress. Like now that you think about it, I've had like a hell of a week. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that. And, you know, if if my sound signs sounds off, you guys, I'm sorry. My child's playing with my mic. So it just is what it is today. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing in advance what might happen or be said okay just okay it's yeah. saturday morning it's a cold saturday morning everyone feels absolutely great well, not well, so here's much a question for you because i mean we don't really do that many saturday shows but how many of y'all actually miss those saturday morning cartoons yes so much well yes. yes and no i i loved the idea of like i'd get up on saturdays and i'd watch the cartoons but I didn't like that they started so early. And so if you slept in at all, you'd miss a, like 70% of the cartoons. And so if yeah. you wanted to catch Muppet Babies, you had to be up at the crack of dawn. And then they finally got picked up. To, they had enough episodes and they started coming on every day after school after a while. But man, for a while, it was just Saturday mornings and you had to be up early. <laughs> that and yeah. we're rushing home to watch Scooby-Doo at four. I think we'll see. My, my favorite the Littles. Yeah, that was a fun one. We do the the fire stick, so like I still put on like the Saturday ones with like Begs Bunny and stuff. I just find them and put them on for my kids because those are so much better than the modern day ones. Like, don't even get me started on those, okay? Like, I just can't. 
just can't. Um, so, I mean, we still watch them here, but it's not early. It's at like nine. My fire stick's nice to me. So <laughs> at like nine. Okay. When, you know, I'm semi-functional. So well, back in the day, we had to actually turn the TV by the I club. remember back <laughs> in the day. had to physically change the channels to, what was it, 3, 6, 9, and 14? 14 okay, was well, depends on where you were at. I yeah. remember that Bugs day, Bunny rocks, Trevor says. I like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, these were like the old ones. Like Daffy I just Duck. saw one where like Bing Cosby was in one. I was like, man. Yeah, it was like a whole thing. I was like, I have not seen this one, but you know, now I do. So I just I feel bad for parents nowadays. I mean, unless they've got something streaming, then they're kind of stuck on Saturday mornings. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's pretty easy to get streaming. So and, and a lot there are some, there are quite a few free streaming services even that have a lot of kids stuff on them. So <laughs> there's a lot enough. more. We didn't have internet back then. We didn't. We didn't no, even have remotes. Not. Literally, whoever was closest to the TV was the remote. No, yeah. we had to go outside and play, which was <laughs> Marvin the Martian. Yeah, or fix yeah. the bunny ears with a little TV antenna. Yeah. But oh, I do miss those. Those were the days. Mornings. It was fun. It was fun. But anyway, let's get started. We have a guest today, Albie Robles. I hope I pronounced it right this you time. Did. You did. <laughs> But he's a voice actor. He's done a lot of games, and he's also a podcaster. And let's just flip a coin on which way we should go first. Should we go with the podcasting first, or should we go with the voice? Voice over, voice over, <laughs> and the kingdom rejoices. The voiceover wins. Okay. But you did a lot of games, and I think, from what I understand, is you have that bad guy type voice yes yeah. and it's and it's funny because i'm i'm not a i'm not a bad guy uh, people <laughs> pointed out like somebody responded to a post release recently saying that they thought it was so funny that i that i do so well with bad guys because i'm uh i'm a very friendly person and i i'm the kind of person that if i accidentally slight somebody in any way like i i'll feel bad about it like i'll think about it days later it keeps me up but Aww. man i love playing these horrible characters like the more deplorable the more fun they are to play and uh there's definitely the tone of my voice lends itself more towards that uh, than than it does for for other things and uh i really just have the most fun uh when i play villains well i mean it gives you a lot of variety too i i think because bad guys can work in several ways they usually work whatever is for their agenda, but sometimes they can work with the good guys because it goes with their agenda. Oh yeah, they, they're usually just more interesting characters, and I, I, I yeah, there's for whatever reason it's easier to access that part, and I and I guess I guess because it's a little more removed than from what I am, that makes it a little easier to to get right in there because. Well, you know, you hear a lot of people saying that, that you know, that you can act better, like whatever you, you know, like whatever you're like, but it's quite the opposite for me because somebody asked me one time when I was talking online with someone about being a voice actor and someone said, I'm very curious because they heard, heard my, heard my demo and they said, what is your actual speaking voice like? And I have met other voice actors who 
when whenever they're talking, it, it sounds like they're doing a radio ad 100% of the time. Uh, that That's just their natural speaking voice. But I told them for me, my natural speaking voice, I, I hesitate and I stammer and I stutter and, uh, and I get nervous sometimes talking to people and it's very far removed from, from what I do in voiceover. And that's why, like on my podcast, I typically I'll have an introduction that I've that I pre-record and all. And once I put up the interview with my guest, I edit myself out so that after the guest is, is comes on, it's just them talking the rest of the podcast and telling their story without me in there. And largely that comes from the not me not liking how I sound and just in conversation and getting and being self-conscious and about that and getting, uh, you know, being nervous about what I sound like if I'm, if I don't have, you know, uh, you know, a scripted acting voice that I'm putting on. So that's, that's, uh, that's very, I think that's an interesting kind of dynamic. So what roles have you done with voiceover? You know, I've done uh, a few games for uh, quite a few games that are on steam. And as it was said, it was mostly bad guys. Um, I did a few voices for a game called five nations, which is, I had so much fun working on that. And that one, um, I think the easiest, most notable voice in that one is, is that right at the very beginning, there's a guy that comes on to teach you how to play the game, basically like you're, he's training you. And so I'm, I'm that, that character. Um, and I was, uh, one of the level guardians for Waxworks uh, curse of the ancestors. Uh, is a uh, is Vlad the necromancer, and he's uh, I think he's in the second level. He's the he's he's like you you have to fight him in the cemetery, and that uh, and I play another character in that as well in the Jack the Ripper level. That game is a really cool game. I'm, I'm very glad to have been a part of that. That was a lot of fun uh, to play. Um, those are probably the I guess the roles that were that were bigger and um, also a night Nightwalker. Two, I, I, I was the the main character in that. Uh, it's, there's no name given other than Nightwalker, and that's a first person walking around kind of game, which was a lot of a, a, a lot of fun. But in that case, the the only dialogue that you hear are you know in the cutscenes in between levels and and whatnot. And but uh, I really enjoyed working on that one as well. That was a lot of fun. So how did you get started in it? I I used to always. Uh, performing in some way or another when I was uh, younger, like in high school, I'd do a lot of plays, uh, play music. And I kind of had been in a point in my life where I really missed doing that stuff. I've had, I had done one uh, play as an adult only. And that was when I had gone back to, to college for a bit. And the woman that ran that college program who had done that for decades, uh, she took me aside one time and told me, you need to make sure you do something with this. Uh, I see something in you when you act that I have only seen maybe three or four times in my entire career. Oh, wow. Which she was, you know, she was an older woman. She'd done this a long time. And and I'd seen some of the people that she worked with even just while I was there. And so that was this, this enormous compliment. And at one point, you know, I had kids and I kind of didn't have time to pursue anything. And my job changed. I used to work at a movie studio where I was kind of pursuing this stuff, but I ended up having to leave that. And so I got to a point in my life where I wasn't doing anything creative. I'd play guitar and stuff on my own, but I wasn't doing anything 
to perform and I just need that outlet. And I found myself getting depressed that I had, um, I had been told this by this person that was, had been important for a while for me in my life. And I had, uh, I just, I wasn't doing anything, uh, to pursue that. You know, I didn't have time to, to go out and work on a movie or to even be on a play or rehearse with a band. And I started getting just more heavily into that. That can't be good. Yeah, I I wasn't happy. And I sat down with my wife one time and told her how I felt. Like I said, this is, I'm not doing well right now. I don't feel good about where I am. And, you know, we we kind of, she said something will, you know, something has to happen. Something will change. And, you know, we, we prayed together about, about that, about uh, something changing and I'd be on the lookout for things. And it was maybe like a week, less than a week after that conversation that I answered the phone at work and it was somebody from one of our other offices and she went, Albie. And I said, yes. And she said, Oh my gosh, you should be doing voice work. (laughs) And, and it was, it felt like a key turning a lot. It was, yes, it was yeah. like this. everything clicked into place because I realized this is what I've always wanted. Like this, in, and I thought, this is, I can do this from home. I can do this at night. I can do this under my living conditions right now. Like this is, this is my outlet. And I just started pursuing it super aggressively, learning everything I could, listening to every podcast about it that I could, joining every Facebook I could, group that I could. I'd ask questions. I would read everyone's else's questions and see what their answers were Mm -hmm. and i just pursued it super aggressively and then once i started getting uh, some little paid jobs here and there i saved up from those to get gear and then i saved to 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 get training once i could uh, because i couldn't at first and i mean that that's uh, definitely a necessary thing but but i it took me a little while to to where i was able to to get that but and, and i've gotten more sense but it's kind of little at a time that i'd make some money from it i'd put that money towards pursuing it harder and mm-hmm. and uh that's that's how that came up that, that um i've been i mean i was i was 40 when this started like that was i started at 40 and that's part of where the depression came from is is i felt i'm this is too late to start a career in any of the things i want to do like if i haven't done it by now i, I can't do it anymore you know but and we we wrong. hear it we hear that a lot but a lot of people do make those choices that they that they started making in like their 20s and 30s that they really wanted to do and they fell into this pattern and then they hit like 40 and 50 and they're like you know what i'm just gonna do it and they do great at it i i think when you get to that age you you kind of care less about i guess the approval of what somebody might think of you're pursuing this yeah you kind of hit a phase where you're just like i really don't care Although I kind of did at first, like I, it was, I was strangely secretive about it when I first started pursuing this mm-hmm. and I would post about it in just in the groups that I was in and, and not in my main Facebook. But at one point I put up a post about having audition or having gotten a job or something. And I got a like from one of my bosses where I worked at the time. And I realized it wasn't a secret group and that this was visible. And I was like, Oh well, <laughs> and so I just started, out I, of the bag I, now. I started pushing, put, uh, putting stuff in my in my main page instead, just because I'm, I might as well. And and if I'm gonna do it, I'm, I just should do it all the way. Hmm. So you <laughs> mentioned your podcast. What is your podcast about? So my podcast is the Scare Me podcast, which came about because 
uh, my wife and her niece at one point wanted to do a podcast about about teaching, and they asked me if I could record that for them. And I realized, well, I I, I have the stuff for it. I might as well. I've got a few mics. I've got. I know how to edit audio. I know how to do all this. And as I was putting that together for them, because I just thought a lot about doing a podcast. I just didn't have any subject matter, and I thought, what? I want to learn, go about learning all that. But as I put her together and realized how doable this was, and I started thinking about what I could have a podcast about, and nothing would come to mind, and I didn't want to force it, so I didn't. And then one day somebody was telling me about some ghost experience they'd had, and I felt that that prickle in the you know the back of my hair, the, 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 the hair in the back of my head standing up, and that that heart speeding up a little bit, and I. I just thought to myself, my gosh, I, I love this feeling. I, I love it so much. This is so much fun. And as I said it out loud, and that's when I realized, well, this is this is what I should do. I should just get people to make me feel this way. <laughs> I, I want people to come on and tell me their stories to scare me so that I can experience this all the time. Yeah, and, we, we had so some ghost hunters, and I think I ended up having a blue margarita afterwards. <laughs> I'm just like, not my pace. <laughs> uh, let's see. That was Elizabeth Harbin and... I can't think of his name. They're really Dr. cool, but they're going to have... I told him, I said, if they're in the Lufkin area for them to look me up, I said, just give me a fair warning so I can drink a blue slushy before we go. Oh, I See, have those, are, those are my kind of people, okay? Oh, like, it. those are... That's up my alley. I like things mm -hmm. like that. I like to be scared, but I like the kind of, you know, scared where... Not like, you know, slasher films and stuff. Those are great, right? I, like, I find those humorous, you know, in a sense, especially the olden time ones. But I like the ones where it's like psychological thrillers where you're kind of like, that could seriously happen. And that is like more scary, you know, because then you're always thinking about it and you're like more aware and you're just like, oh my gosh, this could happen. Like, I love that feeling oh, yeah. of being that scared. So, yeah. for me, it doesn't, but you know, I love it. stories for me that, that do me the most. Now, whenever something is brought up that like the turn that always gets me, I'll tell you is, is this, like I was watching the first Paranormal Activity, which I've heard people complain about it being slow or whatever. To me, that, that movie scared me in the theater much more than other movies because you had you had this thing going on where they had set the couple had set up a camera at their bed to catch anything that happened while they slept and stuff would and each time was worse than the first and to me that's your sanctuary where you can go to be safe from everything is your bedroom and so every time they set that up that they, that they were going to show the bedroom again i was like oh my gosh this is too much but what got me in that movie a lot was that they bring in um a psychic to the house and he comes in and they kind of telling him stuff is moving around, some stuff is going on, and he comes into the house and just stops and he goes, "I have to go, I have to go right now." And, and he's about to leave, and and they're like trying to stop him from leaving, and he turns and says, "This isn't a ghost. This this is demonic. This is this is a demon in the house." And and like yeah. that, I was that to me when they bring that element in, I guess I grew up Catholic, so when you bring demons into the thing, you just that, I'm out of here. That really, really gets me. And I'm ready. That's a thing. Fun. Catholic, they fear yeah. demons, man. Catholics Ooh. are just like, no, yeah. I'm out. I will burn the house down and move. Okay, like I'm Catholic, I'm more, so I know that feeling. Yeah, if you remember, <laughs> yeah. remember X Files, I'm more like Scully mm. than Mulder. Oh yeah. So I, I kind of try to be okay. What's triggering? <laughs> I mean, I realize yeah, that some yeah. of that stuff is out there. Don't get me wrong. And there's a reason why I have to drink a blue margarita before I even attempt any of that stuff. But yeah, I try to find. Okay, is there an actual reason for this? Before I start to get the crap scared out of me. Right. And, and sometimes <laughs> there is an explanation for it. But mm -hmm. 
and then sometimes it's both. I I had an sometimes interview. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes it's just flat out there. Oh, there, there's there's. I I saw I saw a ghost one time in Mexico, and I tell the story in my podcast. But the thing that you know, yes, there's a lot of possibilities that this could have been a hallucination or whatever. Because I woke up to see it, and right at night I woke up. There was a man over the bed, locking eyes with me, eye contact, bald, shirtless. But what was weird is his skin had a yellowish tone and kind of was glittery looking. And then he was gone. Like he was taking a step and, and disappeared mid-stride. And if anybody says, well, you woke up and you brought your dream in, you know, you, you were dreaming still. I can buy that. But, you know, at that point, I, I pulled the covers over my head and I waited for my cousin to wake up. I didn't want to go to sleep. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to look and I didn't want to not look. I was afraid both ways. I didn't want to see it again. I didn't want him to be there without me knowing. But yeah. um, there was when we were looking at houses. Well, hold on. What, what 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 made me really uh, not the hallucination explanation not work with this is when I told my cousin about it. He told his dad about it because that area was a mining colony, and oh, his dad wow. had worked with those miners all his life. And when we told him, first of all, they told me a bunch of stuff that had happened to them in that area and to other people they knew. That whole area was full of sightings and things. But he said, when the miners go down and they come back up they like that's that's a common thing like the, the, all the sediments and stuff that they're mining the yellowish skin with like the kind of glittery look is that that's 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 how they come up out of the mines and and i would not have known that i had no reason to know that and that that's what made me write off that it would have been a hallucination yeah I mean, mm. there's there's some things that are explainable some things that are not when my oh, husband yeah. and i were looking for houses we had looked in Trinity. There was this one hundred year old haunted house that was for sale. And there I was reading about I'm like, okay, is it really haunted? Because I love old houses. I'm like, yeah. is it really haunted? And so I started looking them up and they were telling stories about, you know, creepy doors closing, hearing people walk in the hallways. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can I can I can deal with that. But then they talked about how supposedly it was the original homeowner's wife that died. And when he got remarried the wife came back to haunt the house and they're saying that sometimes women would feel like people touching their cheeks. And I'm like, Nope, oh, Nope, gosh. Nope, <laughs> Nope. Not doing it. Nope. Nope. Don't touch me. That happened to me, right? If I was, you know, one of the original house owners and I died and Joshua remarried, I would totally, I would just <laughs> not to be mean, like not to be mean. I would want him to like remarry and stuff, but I would just, you know, mess with him because it'd be humorous for me. It'd be funny to like scare Josh. It's like the greatest thing in the world to me. So for me, like I would totally so come cool. back and I'd be like, hold up, you know, I'd be like, hold on, wait, I'm gonna go to heaven, but give me a minute, okay? Like, hold on, I need to, I need to do this, right? Amy, give me, Amy's give me gotta, a minute, kind of thing. Just but I mean, I would totally do that. She's haunting. Oh, I told Josh we're gonna come to our house and trash you. our yard. Okay, I'm gonna hunt come him. to like, our house and trash the yard. She'll scare the crap well, out of you. Well, you know this though. I feel like he, you know, <laughs> he just expects this to happen. It's hilarious. But um, going back to your paranormal activity in the the bedroom, right? So when my husband goes out of town, right, and it's just like me and my kids here, unless I go to my mom's, I sleep with my door open, and it's like a whole thing for me, right? Because but I have my whole exit strategy in my mind. Okay, <laughs> like I have it in my mind. But then it's kind of like, well, what if? You know, like, to me, I know, like, this probably doesn't happen. I've watched way too many movies, okay? But for me, like, 
ghost spirits demons can like go through walls so it's kind of like well why do i have an extra strategy when they can just cut me off like it's kind of like <laughs> pointless you know so i'm just like well okay if i hide in my closet i can't get out anywhere mm-hmm. my bathroom to break the window would be a little difficult so my best bet is to just haul it somewhere i don't even know where just get out of my bedroom right but then you know if they're like me if i came back i would totally just mess with people so i kind of am just I have no exit strategy. My bedroom is my sanctuary, but I don't know. I live in fear at the same time of my bedroom. So it's kind of like, <laughs> ah, I am trapped, you know? So I don't know. It's kind of one of those things I psych myself out. I mean, I heard my house is like a new built, so it's not haunted. But I heard like one time my husband went out of town and I heard like clawing and scratching. So I thought it was a trapped raccoon. I called the like people to come get it. There was nothing, no sign. I mean, I look like, the town crazy lady and it's not the first time but you know it's that's a different story okay but so it was just like one of those things and it's just it's just one of those things but i watch a lot of like um i think it's like dead files or do you know that one yeah it's the one where like he does the investigation and she goes and talks to the house Dead files, right Mm -hmm. and that to me seems to be like the most accurate you know Mm -hmm. like the similarities that they have but Man, I tell you, I am just, uh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I, I believe in like demons and ghosts and, you know, sometimes they're just like, this is mine and hey, all right, I'm out. Have at it. <laughs> the other one I'm not like going to bite you, man. I'm good. The other one that I like <laughs> is when people tell their stories, kind of like on your show, mm-hmm. they're telling their stories, but they also have a TV show where they tell their stories and they oh, yeah. do the reenactment of it all. And that's the type of stuff that I, I love like. Those. The Dead Files, I love that show. Amy mm-hmm. Allen was just was wonderful. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, her name is Amy. Hello. All Amy's <laughs> are wonderful people. Like, you know, and she spells it the way that you would think to spell it, Greg. Like, it's now whenever you spell my name that way, I'm going to take it as a compliment now. Now it's going to be there a compliment because I understand. So I get that's it. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, I had one person that I interviewed that it was so bizarre because it seemed like there was paranormal stuff going on, but it also, at the same time, that there were neighbors that seemed to be wanting to get rid of him. Like, and it was rude. It was bizarre. It was, and it was such a scary story. And I haven't put this episode out yet because I had been just back and forth about how to do it. Yeah. Because I've ended up interviewing this person two more times since then. At first, this person wouldn't talk over Zoom, and uh, because he was, he didn't want to mess with anything like cameras or anything having to do with that. Because he was, he was that was part of what had happened was it had to do with electronics and cameras that he'd put up that were immediately running out of power and not working and stuff at certain times. And he finally, at first, I was trying to investigate how to do this over the phone instead of over Zoom, but months passed and he agreed to do it over Zoom. And it was the first time he had ever really talked about it. So it was a very emotional outlet for him. Like he was shaking. He was, he, he broke down at one point. It was, it was such a terrifying story to me that I had to just sit for 10, 20 minutes after he told it to me before leaving the studio and going out to my family, just kind of sat in silence. And it was just, it was scary. It was very scary. Um, there's a production team that I work with called uh, Squeaky Door. They used to be called Now With Milk. 
and it used to be a comedy group and now they're moving out and just branching out into doing just making different kinds of content and when we did a pitch meeting i i brought this up and said maybe this could be a documentary and told them some of the details and and they've given a green light so it looks like we may be putting together a documentary about this particular case wow so that'll be very interesting to put that together and get that out there i just i gotta ask yes you're that scared to be in Uh, your own house why do you stay pride oh yeah so in this case he was trying to build a house oh my god Um, so he was living in like a trailer on the property and this stuff uh started going on when he started building and it seemed that the more progress he made with clearing trees and stuff, the, the more it escalated. And eventually he did he did leave, but he was really traumatized from it. He said, like, he used to be really meticulous about, like, he'd restore uh, motorcycles and, and cars and whatnot, but he hasn't done it since. And he said, like, he just has never gone back to being kind of the jovial person he was before that. Uh, it's, been, it's been a couple of years now. But he just, he didn't eventually leave. But the thing is, is he had saved up. Uh, he, he had invested so much into this property because he wanted to make it into this kind of uh, like a camp for, uh, I think, kids with Tourette's to come and be able to do. Like, they had all this camp stuff. Oh. He was going to set up an arrow range and oh, shit. Uh, he was setting up all this stuff. And it just, it was, it just escalated. The, the more he, the closer he got to building, the, the more things escalated and. Eventually, he did pack up and leave, and but it was just, uh, and he sold it, and 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 the people that are living there uh, apparently haven't experienced anything, but I don't know, I, uh, I don't, I don't know what the deal was. It was. Has anybody ever researched the property? Well, that's what we're we're doing with with this. Uh, he's gonna go uh, back to an adjacent property uh, that's for sale right now, so he can get on there. And he's taking a paranormal investigator that I interviewed on the show once. And we're hoping to send cameras over with that. Um, the investigator did say that there's something that he could pick up a vibe of there being something like attached to the property or to him. I'd be curious. Uh, and yeah, like I, yeah. I definitely. Like I said, that, that Scully portion in me is like, okay, come on, yeah. where's the facts? What's, what's going on? There were, there were <laughs> people messing with him. And then at some point, somebody destroyed, like when they were going to pour the foundation, they said they couldn't do it because one of the pads wasn't ready. And he had just gotten the last pad ready, you know, the bulldozer the night before, or not with the bulldozer, but anyway, he he'd gotten the last one ready. But when he woke, when he went out to see what the deal was, that it was it had been destroyed, and he saw that his bulldozer had been tampered with, like somebody had gotten in his bulldozer and destroyed the pad that they were going to pour the the mm-hmm. foundation on. And the neighbors were very aggressive to him, huh. uh, but some of the stuff that he saw did not match up with with neighbors messing with him yeah and there are a couple of video clips that are pretty pretty chilling that he sent me one in particular where that you you hear like laughter in and he said like there wasn't there was no one there to, to do that that was that, that that was just i was alone mm-hmm. and it's 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 very creepy that's <laughs> crazy i was gonna say if, if like the neighbors were messing with him like that's just me i mean there's just you know mean people out there but i mean that is just insane that's crazy is your podcast on is your podcast on youtube no yeah i've thought about that but i it's it's not a there's no video element to it i mean i guess i do them over zoom but since i do so much editing on mine uh because i want to make the the stories as uh you know condensed and as streamlined as, as they can be uh 
the video element would be gone. I've thought about doing like, um, uh, you know, where you can maybe start a little membership where people can go to YouTube and watch the full interviews. You know, with oh, like a Patreon. With, 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 yeah, like without without me being edited out. I've, I've considered that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, I haven't moved forward, and I think yeah, maybe largely out of self consciousness. <laughs> so uh, I, I may do that in the future. What's the God, name of the podcast? I'd be curious to see it. Well, it's uh, it's called the the Scare Me podcast. It's, and where can people find it? Uh, any podcast platform, you know, uh, you know, the Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon. Uh, Do you have a Spotify. website, and are the links on your website at all? Yes. Yeah, so the, let me put the. I can put the website up here. Let's see. Mm. Uh, I think we lost Amy there for a second. I think we did. She'll be back. I'm sure. Messages. There she we is. go. I'm here. I've just migrated, but I'm. Just... Hey, she looks like she's hiding in the bathroom. No, I'm in my I'm in my laundry room. My daughter is uh, is having a, a meltdown, so I just moved rooms. Gotcha. Uh, so it's a uh, scare me at uh, scare me dot voice dot com. voice is my regular voiceover uh, website, and so. Uh, the, the other I, I kind of made a branch with that for for the podcast so Very scare cool. me all one word dot voice dot com nice nice so greg has told us that you're going to be at the san angelo comic-con greg's yeah. already said that he's having a little party afterwards and so you know, <laughs> i've always i've always, always said i've always said i've said it the last time i think i was talking to you in the comments but you have to wear your robes okay everyone has to be dressed <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but I want, I would love to know, you know, kind of how did you get, you know, involved with the San Angelo Comic Con? Is this like your first year going? It's the first year I've heard about it. So that's, if it's, it, it, is, part, it is my first year going, and it's actually my first con at all. Oh, really? um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, and I'm, I'm a bit nervous as well. You know, um, I was initially a little surprised to be asked. But uh, talking to other people about it, they said that's kind of the norm is it's at some point at, at some point people start getting asked to these and and it's always that's kind of always the first feeling is like really me like and um I was like I don't I haven't done enough for that and then I guess looking back I started seeing that there are enough things that I can take you know I've got the scare me podcast to promote then the voiceover uh, work and and also, uh, I wrote a, a horror book a while back called Noisy River, so I'll be taking some copies out there to, to, to sell of that. You're going to love them. Okay, and wait. Awesome. You wrote a book? Okay, talk about the book. Like, oh, my gosh. Way to just be like, oh, yeah, I wrote a book and this. Like, what the heck, man? So, my wife and I decided to do that NaNoWriMo thing one year, well, the mm-hmm. National Novel Writing Month. Now, we did it on a different month than when everyone does it because – I think that's they do okay. it in October, and that's like the worst. We got we watch scary movies in October. That's that's what we do, and and so we did it in a different month, and it's just kind of following the rules of um of NaNoWriMo, which I, I I couldn't have written a book without them. Basically, they say that you write a certain number of words every night. It's like fifteen or twenty thousand every every night. I don't remember what the what the goal is, but you have to do that for a month. And the thing is, is that you just sit and you write the whole time, whether you have a story idea or not. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because my wife did have um, a kind of a story idea, a basic plan, plan of what to do. I did not. <laughs> I just went in and and it, as it says on there, you're, you just keep writing uh, whatever and eventually a story will unfold. No going back and 
correcting things or deleting things that you don't think sound good. It's not about the book coming off as, as good uh, off the bat. It's about just getting through it. Mm-hmm. And and so I just pushed through and indeed, a, you know, characters started being becoming more solid and a story came out of that that I ended up being very proud of. I really I really liked the book and it's called uh, Noisy River. And I'm in the middle of doing a few revisions to it right now. So I, I took okay. it down for just a little bit and it should be back up. Uh, within the next uh, couple of weeks, and I'll have my copies to to sell over there at. at so the, at the, what's it about? So <laughs> I grew up in a town in New Mexico that's in the mountains because in New Mexico a lot of people picture desert, but this town is all mountains and forest, and the town is called Ridoso, and that's what uh, and it's and it's called that because it was originally Rio Ridoso, like the, they were talking about the the noisy river, and that's why the title is that. It's a fictional version of the town I grew up in, and it's kind of about in, in this town that there exists like a group of, I guess, uh, magic pr- practitioner practitioners that uh, that all that all came from this little door that I used to always see in the downtown shopping area where all these little it's a big tourist town, and so there are always these uh, all these little shops that, that, that in the downtown area. And there was always this little door that was this little metal door that I never knew. It wasn't a business. It wasn't a shop. And I never knew what was in there. So I made up that it was this little shop you could go into invitation only or you could get stuff for practicing magic and like real magic and particularly dark magic. <laughs> and that below that was this whole passage, which also kind of comes from a true story in that there's a part of Main Street in Ridoso that dips because there were tunnels under there uh, long ago for uh, during prohibition for people to be able to get out of the speakeasies and stuff and um, to get liquor around. And so, but in this case, you know, these stairs that lead way down below the town, there's a, an enormous football field sized creature that's laying there dying in this giant chamber. And these people are all trying to keep it alive. But what the book starts to question is what is their reason for that? Is that, do they mean well by doing that or is it actually a bad thing for them to keep it alive? And so it's uh it goes from there and it's goes back into the real roots of the town. And it was a, it was a good, scary book. I like it. it. So would you write another book again? Was your experience like publishing everything great? Well, I, I just self, I self-published, and so um, okay, so you had a great time. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go through the whole thing of trying to send it out and getting rejections and all that. And right, I just, just want to get a book out there, and if somebody likes it, great. And a few people have, and and um, I'm very happy for that. Like, I've gotten a lot of good feedback from it. And okay, yeah, so I'd when do is it, it again. going? When is it going back up so we can start to look for it? It'll be in the next in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Um, I'm yeah, seriously, I'm curious to read it. It's the Kindle version still available, but I, th- I would recommend to just wait until the till the paperbacks are back up and, and and the the revised version is up. Okay, I just seriously that sounds pretty good. Oh, I'm excited! Yeah. I'm excited to get that out there again. We have a mixture of everything. We have voiceover, we have mm-hmm. podcast, and we have an author. So and all sorts of multiple trades and all sorts of scary zones in between. Yes. Yeah. But I yes, I'm, I'm definitely looking for San Angelo. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to San Angelo. I don't know about that drive though, because that's what seven and a half hours from here. It's Ooh. a pretty hefty one, but I'm excited. Yes, I'm super excited. So, so. 
I'm looking forward to it a lot. Yes. And that's going to be February 18th, 19th, and 20th. Mm -hmm. So, everybody, go to San Angelo. If you're going to be in San Angelo, let us know because we're going to be there. Even if you're going to be in the area, just come on down because we're going to be there and, you know, we can have fun. Definitely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Of course, Amy won't be there. We're Why are you going to say it like that, that man? <laughs> we're that's actually depressed. fun. Amy's not going to be there. Like, Amy doesn't go. We'd Amy rather you be there. <laughs> Amy, needs, Amy, send me your cardboard cutout, and I'll put you up next to the celebra- celebrity people. <laughs> okay. Hey, yeah, you know, I'm always down. I can be there. In Seriously, send it to me, and I will have pictures taken, and these will be the Amy selfies all the way through. I'll mm-hmm. take uh, an iPad with her, with her on there. <laughs> I'm telling you, oh my gosh. Oh, that's I a good idea. Just have her like on FaceTime or something yeah. on the iPad and just have her next to people and just do like a selfie that way. That would be fun. I need to like clone myself like five or six times so I can do everything that I want to do because they always seem to fall around the same time. Uh, well, Michael Keaton did that in that movie and it didn't work out very well. It caused you a lot of trouble. Know. You never <laughs> know which clone, portion clone of your personality really will cool. come out. Yeah. <laughs> Was that Michael Keaton? Yeah. Multiplicity. Yes. Multiplicity. I watched um Haven. Did you ever see that show Haven? No, yes. I thought like the first episode okay. only. one of the characters he could actually multiply himself out and it was like his alter egos were the other things and one was like super bad and he was the original guy was actually pretty good. So that would almost oh. I would imagine be how Albie would separate. You'd have like your yeah. your villain <laughs> alter ego and you're the really nice guy and the other guy was like going around killing people, so the nice guy would be like, "Stop!" Oh, you know, Haven was uh, that's Haven based a lot of their stuff. It was uh, basically like a big Stephen King kind of fan thing, you know. The, I uh, like the, I so much of it was based on that, and that was a that uh, concept came from a, a book called The Dark Half because Stephen King was kind of outed by uh, a reporter, uh, Richard Bachman, being Stephen King, and uh, you know the because he was writing under that pen name for a long time, and he was not happy about being outed as that. And so the dead, the dark half was a book about a writer who's outed in the same way, you know, the pen name is, is given out and by a reporter, but then somehow that pen name comes to life and starts like going after the reporter and the publisher. And, and mm-hmm. that was a, that was a really cool book. Interesting. In the TV show, I think they actually had William Shatner as the, the bad guy. Oh, nice. <laughs> and that was towards the end. I've seen the whole series. Twice, I think, maybe three times. It seems like it's a, it's a, like it'd be a cool one. I like stuff like that. It yeah, is I very like, good. I would Haven, suggest it. Haven was interesting. If you haven't seen it, you really should see it. It's a pretty good one. I'll check it out. That is, it's one of the shows, and I know book five of Boba Fett just came out, which I don't I love know it. why they called it Boba Boba Fett because that episode was nothing but the Mandalorian. Yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, uh, I loved seeing it. <laughs> yeah, everybody loved it. It was the Mandalorian. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've enjoyed the show. I've heard a lot of complaints about it, but I've really been enjoying it. But then when they went back to doing like this, basically this Mandalorian episode, it, it was so much, so much better than the rest of the show has been. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, definitely the best. Well, why do yeah. they keep adding stuff when they've got stuff that's working? I don't understand. It's like they're going to spread themselves oh. too thin instead of concentrating on what's working. I guess just a separate show. You know, they want Robert Rodriguez uh, is the one doing this one, and uh, 
and I like his stuff. Like I said, I, I think I can see when the people that complain about this, this show, I, I get it why they do, but I've really been enjoying it. I love this with both of these shows, the idea that they're the sci-fi star Wars shows, but they're not filmed like star Wars shows. I mean, they're, they're basically, they're presented as Westerns, you know, the score and the, the story of what's going on. They're very much Westerns and, and, the, the book of Boba Fett kind of does that a little more heavily in that it's, you know, living out in the desert with these, you know, the Tuscan Raiders, which are very much like, like natives are represented in Western movies. And it's just been, it's been really cool. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. Do they have different directors for each episode or is it the same yes. director the whole series? Yeah. They keep having gu different guest episodes and. Oh, nice. See, really I neat. didn't know that. I know like Harry Potter had different directors for certain movies and things. Mm -hmm. You can kind of tell the different styles and which one you like, which one you didn't. Um, yeah. And then um, like American Horror Story did one in the summer before the, their season came out double feature. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a collection of like, anthologies from different writers and they never didn't connect to the other one so they had different writers and directors for each episode hmm. um i like things like that i think like creativity wise they're just amazing and like inspirational but i didn't know that i haven't watched bubba fett i'm sorry i know i'm late to the pack oh that's fine um, <laughs> watch it i just don't have disney plus so i haven't seen it so oh there's so much great stuff on there like every <laughs> show i've seen on there i've just enjoyed so much all the the marvel shows and all the the star wars stuff i've just really had fun with have you seen Encanto I know I said that the yes yeah, wonderful it's wonderful absolutely it's so great <laughs> it is I'm telling you if you watch these memes where like the first time they watch it and they're kind of like jamming out and then like you know the 500th time that they've watched it like me you're like singing and dancing you've got all the dance move down you're like yeah oh I love that movie my daughter muted me but <laughs> that is like my go my go-to movie it is super fun I like it a lot <laughs> she muted her again. <laughs> again. <laughs> She's gonna need to have the hold up cards because her daughter keeps. It's not her. me. I promise. It's not me. My hands are here. <laughs> the podcast from her and it will have to be the Love Actually cards. Mm -hmm. That's what she <laughs> said. Well, came here to say, go to San Angelo. Well, she has that yes. Wiley Coyote cards ready. <laughs> I still like that. because of me. <laughs> go to San Angelo. I like that idea. Even if you're not in the area, just come to St. Angelo. Definitely. It's, it's going to be fine. Rock. I, we're going to be there. We'll have lots of fun. Yeah. Yes. We'll meet, yep. meet new I will people, be new vendors. Flittering around the floor. New authors. We're going to yeah. be meeting a lot of new people. I'm super excited. And I'm looking forward to that. I am too. Like I said, yeah, it's a drive. You know, we all I'm looking forward to that so one. Often. I'm looking forward to comics. Conroe. I'm looking forward to, you know, I love Comic-Con season. You know, I hadn't been to a convention until until uh, last year. Uh, it was uh, Dallas Fan Expo. And I got uh, to go in there to, I got hired to be the voice of the Sorting Hat for they would do these uh, Oh, they, how they would, fun! They would do these, this show where, you know, people would line up and they'd get put in the chair. And they'd put the hat up over their heads because COVID, so it can't be, they can't actually put it on, but uh, I would be back back there doing the voice and and sorting, you know, doing the, doing the sorting the sorting ceremony. And you could be I a comedian so doing that. Doing that would be fun. Oh, that was fun. That, that oh, was, you look like a very bad boy. I think we're gonna put you <laughs> in Slytherin. 
I, I gave someone Slytherin because you know they would the the peop, the, peop, the professors would ask them questions that would kind of lead to uh, to for me to decide what what to sort them as. And one person got asked a few questions. The first being, uh, "What's your favorite ice cream?" And when I sorted that, when I I said I didn't even need the other questions. It's going to be Slytherin because you like because you said you like uh, mint ice cream the best. <laughs> <laughs> They got, they What's wrong with mint? I mean, I could see it being dark <laughs> There's chocolate. There's so many but... wrong with mint ice cream, Greg. Like, no, mint ice there cream is awesome. So it, 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 it's fine, but for it to be your favorite. Yeah. Mint, mint chocolate chip. No, no, my favorite. It's okay. My favorite favorite is either Reese's peanut butter cup or Snickers. Nice, yeah. Well, I guess I'm a Slytherin. Yeah, <laughs> so you're would I lame, be? man. You're lame. I like cookie dough. So, if you were to sort dough. us, since you've talked to us for this almost hour, where would you put us, Mr. Well, I've got the Slytherin already. <laughs> yes, Greg. Hey, uh, hey, where, where's where's Steve here? Because you know, monsters need love yes. too. <laughs> uh, I would, I would, I would do uh, Hufflepuff for for Amy. Yeah. And then, okay. and then I would do. I think I think I would do uh, Ravenclaw for for uh, for CJ because it seemed like you, you said you're more of a, a Scully, and that's kind of the more studious question things and and research things. I'll take it. So yeah, awesome. Very you nice. know, I'm not gonna lie. I totally don't know who Scully is. I'm just gonna throw that what? out there. What? Okay, have you ever watched the X Files? Hold on. When I think of Scully, I think of Jake and the Neverland Pirates and the little parrot friend. Okay? No, no. I'm just X-Files. saying. His name was Scully. And no, I've never seen the X-Files. I'm oh, sorry. The know. X-Files was an FBI team of a, a man named uh, Mulder and a woman named Scully. Their, their last names. And oh. he's, he's the believer in aliens and ghosts. He, he buys into all of it. And she's the skeptical. This isn't real. There's an explanation. Not for this. trusting. I trust it. nobody. Yeah. Oh, yep, yeah, that's me. She's gonna have the scientific. Thanks for explaining it. That was a great dynamic. That was a great show. That was such a great show. Yes. Then the man with the cigarette. Yeah, the smoking, the cigarette smoking man, the smoking man, or whatever is the cigarette guy. Oh, he was great. Yeah. What 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 did they call him? I think they really just called him the cigarette. Something with the cigarette guy. It was just the cigarette smoking man. I think. I I think that was what he was credited as. Or just the smoking man, or something like that. Maybe might just be the smoking man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I love that show. That was uh, another was one great. that was actually ahead of its time, but it was just wonderful. Oh yeah, and if you look back, like the if you go back and start watching it, so many of the guests that were just little up and coming nobodies at the time, I have just really gotten so huge because you have I remember seeing Seth Green in an episode, Brian Cranston's in an episode. Mm-hmm. There's all these people that have just done such amazing stuff since then. So now going back. It's like this star-studded show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny watching shows like that, and you like go through, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh my gosh, they were on that, and it was like before their time. Yeah, yeah, before they before they made a, a name, a big name for themselves. Know, have you ever watched a show like? Have you ever seen Warehouse Thirteen? No, I remember wanting to see it a lot when it when it was on, but I, I never saw it. Well, the very beginning premise is kind of like The Librarians. Librarians is another show. The I saw beginning... the first episode, <laughs> and I was like, this is great. Yeah, I love it's the kind setup. of like that. And mm-hmm. so it's like The Librarians and The Warehouse 13. It's like they started with this premise, and then they just kind of went off in La La Land, and I hate that. 
It's yeah. like, go back to your original premise, because that was what was gold. And X-Files started to do that near the end, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember there was an episode uh, that had Michael McKeon uh, in it as the guest. And somehow um, Mulder and him had switched bodies. And so Mulder was, it was like a quantum leap where you're, you're seeing Mulder, but everyone else is seeing Michael McKeon. And they did this whole comedy routine of uh, kind of like the Marx Brothers in the mirror. But it was mm-hmm. Michael McKeon and, and Mulder doing doing the mirror the mirror scene, and it was like this is funny and all, but this is the X Files. Like this this yeah. doesn't belong in this show. This is this is a straight up comedy bit uh, that they're spending five minutes on <laughs> for mm-hmm. this entire scene. That's nothing but for the sake of like slapstick comedy. That, that does not work on this show. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it's it like great. the original premises that make these shows big. It's like why do you stop? Yeah, well, I guess that's the, that's the problem with keeping a show going as long as you possibly can is it's bound to get to a point where it's not as good anymore. And that's what I like in, you know, when you watch a show that's that was made in England, they would make, it'd be a two-season show, and that's the end of the show. And, and they, they, they didn't just try to keep it going as long as it comes on. They, go, they would write it out and say, this is going to be how the show ends. And Yeah, Torchwood so started off great, and it ended up only, I think, being like three seasons or something like that but by the time it was middle season two they were completely off from what they started with yeah and of course the big exception to that is, is doctor who because that's yes that's, that's been going for all time that, you just cannot get rid of doctor Who. that show will keep will still be on when we start getting to the like when the show takes place in those future oh, it'll be it'll be like 30 21 and it'll be doctor number 30 Despite the fact that he's only supposed to be twelve, five thousand. <laughs> Despite the fact that only supposed to be twelve. Yeah, workarounds. Yeah. Some shows well, you just everyone. can't go, but yeah. It's coming to that time where we oh, have no. to say adio. But Mr. Alby, thank I, you for joining us today. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank I had you so much fun. Much. And let's see. We'll be on Tuesday, and then next Friday at six p.m. We'll be talking to. Uh, entertainment, or is it entertainment? Ugg Ug Entertainment, UGH. But big gaming company. I know he's actually going to be Skyping or streamyarding with us. He's going to be in Japan. Oh, cool. So there's going to be a big time difference. <clears throat> well, if it's a gaming company, put in a good word for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I won't even go into those details yet. But okay. <laughs> We, we, we can will talk be having San Angelo on the 18th, 19th, and 20th of February. Oh, I can't yes, wait. And we have Adasa, who plays yes. the voice of Dolores, coming on February 16th. Hey, I got all these questions ready. And like, if I need to start like singing a section with her, I'm down. <coughs> That's just going to be. not going to sound as good as her, but I am down to, to duet. And, and yes. That's just going to be Amy's show. Just. There we'll be go. along for the ride on that one. You know what? <laughs> I might ask her to do the duet with you. No, that would be fun, doesn't it? Spoken. You don't want to hear me sing. Like, yes. oh, no. No, you The only people that like me singing is my kids, okay? And then well, that's it. And it's well, through a camera. But have, okay? you have I think we need to do a poll. Dancing. I think it's good. Yes. Oh, yes. I'll dance in the background. Now, I have no shame. I'll dance in the background and get down to sing. I'm not singing. No, I'll mute myself. But anyway, we'll everyone, do air guitar, but not sing. We will. We will see everyone on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Yes. And until the next show, adios.